0: Hello podcast people, we're back with the show and we have a really, really intense interview today about postpartum depression. I don't know if you know what that is. I don't know if you know anyone who struggled with depression or any other types of mental um, sicknesses or disorders but I heard of Sarah Norton and a podcast a mini mini series um that her and her husband Andy Norton created called Mental the Podcast. And if you're familiar with um you know these podcast series that are kind of um you know investigative, I don't know if that's the word, investigative, in investigating um Sarah interviews a bunch of different moms um, about their experiences with postpartum depression. And this kind of strikes close to home for me. Um, my wife and I well not, I haven't experienced, we talk in the podcast about, um, whether or not husbands can experience postpartum depression, but, um, my wife, uh, had experiences. I don't know that she's experienced it to the extreme that, um, other people have, but we definitely have experienced that in some degree. And so this was a wonderful podcast by very bright and, and wonderful Sarah Norton. Where we talk about her podcast, mental, the podcast, um, eight, eight episodes, and I'm going to play a short clip, um, that I kind of edited out from her first episode, um she said she would let me do that so i want you to listen to that and then we'll go straight into the interview but before we do that um if you want to support the show you can go to patreon.com slash the show to support the show i don't want to put ads on this i don't want to put commercials but uh the show costs money i have hosting for the website and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of time and energy that we put into this podcast and i want to keep it going um, so if you want to encourage this podcast to keep happening and help support it, you can go to patreon.com slash the show. And not only will you be supporting the show and feel better about yourself, but you'll get access to the guests ahead of time. You can submit questions to the guests. You'll know the guests that are coming up. You'll have uh, access to some bonus episodes I plan to release, um, some extra content. And you'll be part of the – excuse me. You'll be part of the uh, the show, part of the community. We'll uh, include your name in the show notes, and we will – yeah, we'll give you shout-outs, stuff like that. There's lots of different rewards you can check out at patreon.com slash the show to make something like this independent media, independent content possible, Um, and and I think that's important. So it's only possible if people like you uh, support the show. People like – Tim Glemkowski, our very first Patreon supporter, uh, who made a pledge over there. Tim's a great guy, and he is supporting the show, part of the show, giving him a shout-out. So without further ado, here is a clip from Mental the Podcast, and then we go into my conversation with Sarah Norton. And be sure to check out the links in the show notes uh, as part of this podcast. And as always, you can listen to the show at theshow.fireside.fm.
1: You're listening to Mental the Podcast. As a warning, the following episode contains some intense content that you may find disturbing and may not be suitable for children. Your discretion is advised. I had, you know, I wasn't crying and I wasn't screaming. Um, I just lost, like, all joy. Like, nothing made me happy. Like, my only two emotions were, like, apathy or anger. That was Mm -hmm. it. I didn't have a lot of sadness. I had more more anger and impatience and taking it out on my husband and children and kind of myself, too, where I was upset with myself that I was angry all the time but I could feel the tightness in my chest and I could feel my breathing accelerating and I had this thought like, if I could bash my head on this sink I would probably get admitted somewhere and then maybe I could get some sleep It was April 20th, 2017, when I was first diagnosed with postpartum depression. I know this because I wrote it down in the iPhone I'm holding right now. It was a normal day, at least typical for me at the time. I was basically just crying all day and yelling at my kids. It got to the point where I said to my three-year-old daughter, I'm a bad mommy. And she said to me, No, you're not a bad mommy. You're a good mommy. You're going to go to the doctor. They're going to wipe away your tears and help you smile again. About an hour later, I got to the doctor and through a ton of tears, I told her my symptoms and she told me, You have postpartum depression. Those interviews and my story as I learned alongside them will be the bulk of this podcast and that's really what we have to share as women and moms our stories i have no expertise i am not a therapist i don't have a psych degree i'm not even a writer or investigator or sleuth i am a woman i am a mom with my own story And with, I think, the responsibility to share with you these stories over the next few weeks. So, my invitation join the investigation.
0: Perfect. So, how are you doing? Um.
1: I'm doing really well. Yeah, how are you?
0: Very good. I think we know each other.
1: Really? Have we how? have we met before? I really don't know. Okay, yeah. I don't know either. <laughs> I mean, okay, I think you know my husband. Yes, I, I think, have
0: met Andy. Yeah. I think I've yeah. met Andy. And um but w- did you go to did you go to Franciscan?
1: No, so I went to North Dakota State.
0: Okay, University. So maybe, Yeah. maybe we have not met.
1: Yeah. I mean, you like you look familiar. So do you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I did focus for three oh, years.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I've seen you somewhere. Maybe I've been adjacent to you before. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's the problem.
1: Yeah. Could be. So how that's-
0: did you? How did you and Andy meet then?
1: Yeah. So so he was in Focus actually for four years. He mm-hmm. um, and we are on the same team. So that's how we met. We okay. just became really good friends. Wait, and then how long was he in focus? Four years.
0: After college? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Do people normally do that for that long?
1: Um, I would say it's like two to three okay. years is typical. So he is a little bit
0: longer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're just going to, oh, sorry. We're just going to start recording. This is, re- we're just going to start recording now. Okay, yeah. sounds good um okay so so you met Andy on focus, and you're on the same team for four, were you on the same team for four years?
1: So we are only on the same team for a semester, okay and then we realized we should probably date because we're such <laughs> good friends <laughs> so, so they we can't you can't date on the same campus,
0: uh-huh. mm-hmm. which
1: is for the best, so they switch they had him go to a different campus
0: oh so and, you like put in for transfer. You're like I yeah. like. You're like I, I, I like this guy on my team too much. I need to. I need to change. I need to go to yeah. a different campus. Wow, that's <laughs> funny.
1: Yeah. So then it was just like uh, six months of dating and then engaged for like seven months and yeah, it was very wow. like quite quick but awesome. So,
0: so where where do you mm-hmm. guys live now?
1: We live in St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, where are you from? So wait, I grew wait, wait. up. At- Why is that funny? Is that funny because that's where Focus is based?
1: Uh, well, it's where net ministries oh, net. is based. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And that's what he works for now. He's the recruiting guy for net ministries.
0: Oh, that's nice.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really cool. But I grew up on the Western side of North Dakota
0: okay.
1: <laughs> and then, I, yeah. And then I went to North Dakota state. And What's then, that like? Uh, is Focus.
0: that, is that pretty, um, that's pretty rural out there, right? I haven't been to yeah. that. We were just talking today about states that we have not yeah. visited that we would love to, and North and South Dakota were were brought up.
1: Yeah, um, it is a different world. I bet. Yes, it's it's the it's just west, you know, and yeah. it's not like you know, it's not like um, California, you know, California or like Colorado or anything. But it's just a different country. It's like Rough Rider country. <laughs> That's what they call it. Yeah. <laughs> there's bison everywhere it's awesome
0: (laughs) have you ever ridden a bison can you ride bison Uh, you seem like the type of person that would be up for riding a bison
1: i i would i i might you totally would i have not seen someone ride a bison lots of like cattle
0: yeah riding what are those
1: things rodeos Uh, yeah yeah rodeos yeah yeah, where they get on
0: yeah 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 Man. So my wife, wa- my wife used to barrel race. So I'm very foreign to that whole ru- So my wife, like I'm the, I'm the city slicker guy, you know, yeah. who doesn't know anything. And then, you know, I've, I've delicate hands. And then my wife is the more, <laughs> <laughs> my wife is, the more, my wife is the more like, you know, she could tie five different knots and, uh, tame a wild horse kind of stuff. She used That's- to, she used to barrel race. Do they do barrel racing yeah. out in North Dakota?
1: Okay, I'm I'm kind of embarrassed. I don't know what that is. Barrel racing? Yeah. It's where it's it where mean.
0: you get in a barrel and you just you roll the barrel and you see who can roll the barrel the farthest. <laughs> I'm lying. That's not it. No, no, that's totally not it. So, Okay. It's where you it's where you um uh it's where you uh they set up I think like four or five barrels in a arena and then on a horse you do this like zigzag pattern and whoever you know, you you do your heat and then everyone times themselves and sees you. I'm, I'm explaining this horribly. It's yeah. whoever can do that barrel like path the quickest yeah. on, a, on a horse.
1: Oh, that is, that's awesome. So they
0: don't do that out in North, North Dakota. They,
1: they might, but honestly, I, um, wasn't involved in, in much, uh, rural things. Um, <laughs> like the going out to the farm, yeah. Which was something we did kind of scared me. I okay. always tried to stay in the small town I lived in. So.
0: <laughs> do you have a, Do you have a big family?
1: Um. So I have two older brothers and a younger brother, and a okay. lot of cousins and extended family out in that area. Okay. So like a hundred first cousins or something. know. Okay. It's crazy. So what
0: do your parents do out? What do people do out in North Dakota? What do your parents? What do your parents uh, work. They farm.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, my dad was a soil scientist. Okay. So that makes sense. What the heck and is that? He like digs, digs holes and studies the soil and it helps like farmers like know what to plant in places and Uh, stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. That's Um, very cool. And helpful.
0: <laughs> he's, um, such yeah. a, he's such a helpful guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what he did. I mean, they don't live out there anymore. That's just where I grew up. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah. And people, you know, people farm and there's ranches and mm. there's oil.
0: Yeah. A lot of yeah, like yeah, oil, oil
1: activity out there. But, okay. That's, that's what people do. That's why we have like pasta. It's <laughs> because of North Dakota.
0: Oh, wow. The wheat. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, yeah. North Dakota. <laughs> yeah. So, d- did you grow up Catholic? yes okay mm-hmm. what about school public school homeschool what's what, yeah, do they, so, what do they do out there <laughs>
1: so I, I actually went to a catholic school um k through 12 oh wow and, yeah i did and they had that out there so that so that was good it was um solid education and um decently so
0: <laughs> no, no regrets
1: <laughs> uh, no regrets I, uh no I'll, I'll just say no
0: for the <laughs> okay. show yeah okay yeah okay well that's good well, that's good yeah. okay so so, um, so focus love story, you and Andy, and then you get married mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. how many kids do you guys have now?
1: We have two kids. So I Wonderful. have an almost four year old Ruth and then a one year old, um, Rennie. Okay. So it's R E N E. And, uh, he's named after St. Rene Goupil. He was a North American martyr. Oh,
0: that's, um, that's interesting. Yes.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. So he's a French guy. That's why it would be Rene. But yeah. we decided to Americanize it. Rennie
0: wow that's so, yeah. fascinating so he's a north mm-hmm. american martyr up in probably the north part of north america like canada yeah. type area canada yeah like
1: canada and uh in modern day new york okay um so his remains are somewhere near albany new york they don't know like where they are but they're in this ravine somewhere
0: the oh, saints wow.
1: and um he was a companion of saint isaac jokes if okay. you know who saint isaac jokes yeah is. with the fingers mm-hmm. that
0: got bitten off and the that kind yeah. of stuff
1: mm-hmm that's intense yep. yeah so he we, we like the north american martyrs a lot
0: that's why wow we just, yeah mm-hmm. okay so tell me tell me about the podcast mental the podcast uh is a mini series very very well produced very well written yes i mean yeah. i mean it sound i mean it sounded like a uh what you would expect from i don't know some of these larger uh companies that do I don't know, man, I'm like drawing a blank, like a, like a radio lab or an NPR or uh, something like that. Like the, the format's really, really great. I was really like pleasantly surprised by uh, (laughs) not that I had low expectations, but just I came into it going, wow, there's a lot of production and thought that went into this and the interviews, you interview a bunch of different women about postpartum depression, but where, so where did the idea, have you always wanted to do something like this?
1: No, so well well thank you first of all for the compliment. Um no, I did not even know really what a podcast was until like (laughs) a year ago.
0: Yeah. Most people.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So um I did not always want to do this and Mm I I think I say this in my podcast yeah, at the at the first episode, I remember just standing in my kitchen. I had just gotten like better from postpartum depression Mm. and I just remember saying, Okay, God, like, what do you want me to do for the new evangelization? You mm. know, yeah. And um, now that I'm better, and m- the words, you know, were mental health podcast. Wow. Like I heard him very clear. I was like, okay, well, I don't know anything about mental health and or about podcasts. So, wow. <laughs> um, had yeah, you ever heard it, of?
0: Have you had you ever heard of podcasts, or did you have to go to Andy and go, what is podcast?
1: Um, I didn't have to go to him. I, I had heard about podcasts before. I hadn't listened to any. Okay. And um, But then I started listening. So I started listening to like history chicks.
0: Okay. Haven't heard uh, that.
1: Yeah. They just talk about, it's like women in history, like two women talking about women uh, in history. So so it's really funny and really conversational. Um, And then I listened to a little bit of Serial. Yeah. And That's, that was 99%. Great. Yeah. 99% invisible and yeah, also
0: great. Roman Mars.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. He's awesome. Yeah. Those are like the top, the top three that I started listening to just to get a feel and Catholic feminist just to listen to a Catholic one. Yeah. So, yep.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And then, mm-hmm. so where, where does it go from there? you just, you just start listening and then you decide you're just going to do it.
1: Yeah. Just going to do it. And it, it kind of had the thought of like, doing a almost like mental health style, like kind of like serial, like an investigation. Yeah. Um, just to make it more interesting because there wasn't a podcast out there like this. Uh-huh. We knew that there were podcasts about mental health and um, or or like investigation style podcasts, you know, like serial. Mm-hmm. But we there was none out there specifically like this one and not adding in like even like the Catholic aspect of it, which was, I mean, somewhat subtle, throughout a lot of it yeah you it know, was so very, more it, in your face but, yeah it
0: was very yeah. well done in that way i yeah. i felt like uh like i could i could recommend this to anyone i know uh yeah. whether they're atheist catholic anything and it and it um it had those values in it in some different places but you were i really appreciated the way you knew that the audience might not be catholic and and uh, you know approached the topic with a little bit of not disclaimers, not like, mm-hmm. "Hey, everyone, I know this might offend you," but just you know, th- you know, this is this is a Catholic perspective on on this, and I, I really appreciated mm-hmm. that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we uh, yeah we were we t- we did try and take a lot of good care with that and everything, and it, um, it was fun to have a, pr- a priest on too. Yeah, um, but he he did well. So
0: <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so so what is, so So t- talk a little bit about your uh your story of postpartum depression and or maybe just kind of explain what that is i I think a whole lot of people might not even know that exists especially the men listening to the podcast but
1: yeah um postpartum depression is basically um depression that um the onset is in the postpartum period Mm -hmm. but there's like a new term out there in the new um what is it called? The diagnostic, the the diagnostic for psychology that just came out a year ago. Okay. They're starting to like turn or change the name postpartum depression into peripartum depression. Interesting. Like peri. Yeah. So the, oftentimes like the onset of postpartum depression can happen during pregnancy. So that's why they're calling it peri, which means around okay. the time of um, the partum period. So, yeah. So it's, it's classic, you know, symptoms of depression a lot of ways. Sometimes, um, I feel like, especially with sleep deprivation added to it. Yeah.
0: Like, that that was, lot- that was one of my questions is mm-hmm. w- uh, how did they, I'm sure it's hard to diagnose because there's so many, <laughs> I mean the woman, yeah. the, uh, a woman goes through so much when it comes to pregnancy. Mm-hmm. We have, we have, um, our fifth child on the way and,
1: oh, congratulations! Uh,
0: thank you. And Man, the amount of crazy physiological stuff that goes on for a woman, especially postpartum, I mean, especially with newborns, uh, especially first time moms. I mean, the newborn, the sleep deprivation, the I mean, just trying to recover your body going through all this. I mean, I'm sure this must have been hard to turn into a um, like, I wonder what the history of uh, this is. Have they always diagnosed or had a name for this, like, postpartum depression? Is this something that's been around for a long time and been known, or is yeah. this something that took a while for people to recognize?
1: Yeah, well, I don't know the uh, the exact history of mm-hmm. it, but I do know that moms who are having, uh, like, the baby boomers who are having kids, like, who birthed us, Yeah, I don't know if they really knew the term postpartum depression. It okay. might have been, like, starting to come up. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I'm not sure they. Really knew it, and a lot of women did not get um, therefore not diagnosed with it. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of people had like different like postpartum practices too. Mm. Like um, moms didn't work outside the house as much, so so they might have been able to like heal faster and have a lot more like community around them to help them. And America is just different now, and um, there are a lot of factors that can. Um, go into having postpartum depression too, um, you know, hormonal changes, but even just like, uh, lack of community, lack of support, everything like that. So, yeah. so does that answer your question? No, totally. Totally. So <laughs> okay. what,
0: so what was, what was your leading up to that moment when you're in the kitchen? I mean, there was a, there's a long story there of your experience with postpartum and, and what kind of led you to that moment?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's, it's quite a long story, but I, uh, I was fighting it pretty well after my son was born for
0: your first or your second,
1: my second. Okay. So, um, so this is very recent <laughs> it for like several months. And then, but I was, I like still knew something was, Wrong, but I didn't want to admit it to myself. Didn't admit it to my doctor. I did really well in like the postpartum tests they have you take at your checkups. Hmm. I actually did really well, and I was really honest on them because I thought I was doing okay. Yeah. And then, uh it was, yeah, it was last April. I just had a, appendicitis, so I had an emergency surgery. Man. I actually almost died. Oh my <laughs> which, gosh! Yeah, I was like super traumatic. Um, and it was, on, it was when my son was only four months old and, and after that happened and then I, I got home, like the reality of like all the, the postpartum feelings I had just kind of hit me yeah, and I wasn't able to function. I wasn't, I wasn't really able to do anything. Like the two weeks after I came home from the hospital, it was a complete blur. Mm. Um, like just and then I,
0: laying in bed kind of thing.
1: Yeah, but unable to because my husband had just started a new job. Uh, so I had to take care of these two kids. Yeah. And I just remember, yeah, so I remember, well, like how the postpartum came out was that I was yelling a lot at my kids mm. and just mad. Yeah. And, like, um, unable to put food on the table. Um yeah. And just crying all the time, you know? Um, yeah. so that's what was, that was what was happening. And, and then I got in a doctor appointment and, um, they, they helped, they helped me through this. So yeah. th- with medicate with medication. So it's awesome.
0: Is it pretty, mm-hmm. is it, is it pretty easy to diagnose? My wife, uh, my wife went through a pretty similar, I don't know. I mean, um, she never had like a medical diagnosis and, um, got any type of prescription or anything, but Mm -hmm. things got pretty bad. I forget which one it was. I think it was after our, it was either our second or our third. I think it was our second maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, and things, things were just really kind of going downhill. We were also in a state where, uh, we were in, we were living in Ohio and we didn't know anyone. Um, we just moved there. So that was hard. Um, we, Mm -hmm. you know, we were living on our own. We were young and newly married. We're trying to adjust to having two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just was really difficult. And it's also, <laughs> it's also Ohio, the Midwest. I mean, it's <laughs> like, I mean, I think it was one of the worst winners, um, in the country that year or yeah, the worst winner in the country occurred in Toledo, Ohio, in like that, whatever year that was.
1: Oh geez. And so it was just
0: everything. <laughs> it was just everything. And, um, yeah. and I, I remember one of, one of the mornings when I was getting up to, get ready for work and um mm. you know the kids are kind of getting up i think one of one of our kids was in a crib and the other kids getting up like ignatius is getting up and i remember danielle just wouldn't get out of bed and it wasn't it wasn't like she was mad or she was t- it was just you know she had just given up you know mm-hmm. and that was the moment when it was like that was really scary like we had gotten mm-hmm. to a place where um She just, she was, she said she was done. You know, she just wasn't going to get out of bed. And you know, it's one thing that it's one thing to be like, no, I don't want to get out of bed. I'm tired. This was different. This was really different. It was, it was, um, you know, she just was refusing to talk and get out of bed. And then, and then the the other thing was, um, mentioning just having scary thoughts, which I think is something Mm -hmm. that, I mean, is, is pretty common with sleep deprivation. And, and with a lot of this is, you know, the scary thoughts
1: Mm hmm yeah seriously yeah i have yeah i had a lot of scary thoughts a lot of moms i talked to had a lot of scary thoughts or like just fears that something would happen to their like kids you know yeah yeah or like them yeah
0: Yeah. because and and i remember um i remember later and i've mentioned this before i mean this isn't like news but we've we've done a lot of different um marriage counseling and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and um just in general i highly recommend people to do it and not wait until their marriage is bad to do it but just Mm-hmm. You do it every now and then in general. But anyways, I remember,
1: yeah. I remember
0: one thing that stuck out was the psychologist saying your brain is a problem solving, uh, device. And so yeah. sometimes we have these crazy thoughts and we really feel bad about ourselves. Like, what does this mean about me? But it's just mm-hmm. your, your brain trying to find a solution to the problem. And the problem might be, I'm not sleeping or the problem might be, I feel really bad mm-hmm. or the problem I think you mentioned, which is, um, Or in postpartum, I'm not connecting with my baby or I don't love my Mm -hmm. baby enough. Mm -hmm. And then we try to figure out a solution. And sometimes we get pushed to this point where the solution sounds like, you know, pretty morbid, you know. Yeah. These things that pop in your head.
1: Yeah, that's a really cool um, way of putting it. I I had never heard it like that, put like that before. That's really, yeah, that's really helpful.
0: Yeah, it it, Um, it took off some of the pressure of or it took off some of the guilt, I guess. Cause I, I, yeah. I wonder, do you feel like this is a situation where a lot of women go quiet? Cause they're, they just feel maybe guilty or they just feel like they have to, to buck up and deal with being a new mom or.
1: Yeah. I think, I think Americans are pretty like good. a lot of them are go getters, I think. Mm. Um, and, uh, we like to, you know, like put, or and women in general, they like to put on like a, like a good face, you know, Yeah, they want to like look like, Good in public for people and everything like that i mean i th- I feel like most women want that they they and the, and it can be easy for women to put on a facade I mean anyone can, but women can and like and you can also feel guilty for not enjoying motherhood,
0: uh, yeah, um, yeah. and you
1: can have that guilt because you like, oh my gosh, like. I hung out with this baby for nine months in my womb or, and um, I have this beautiful baby and it can almost make you look like you're not thankful or something Mm. like that. And um, there's also still a stigma with postpartum depression and like moms having mental health issues. Yeah. Because like moms are like the caretakers of their kids, you know? Yeah. So there still is like a stigma and, and a shame there that I think like on the up and up, um, in going, going away. Did you, ex- hopefully,
0: did you experience that at all in like with your experience of it?
1: I didn't. Yeah. But a lot of moms I talked to did.
0: Yeah. And yes. what, what mm-hmm. way does it come out? Is it just friends not understanding or is it husbands or what? What's yeah. To- so
1: I feel like a lot of it's, um, friends or like parents of the moms, mm. like more like, uh, the, you know, the baby boomer generation, maybe like ones that just like don't really <laughs> understand it as yeah. much.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, cause psychology has come a long way since then. So, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So what other, what other misconceptions are there about postpartum depression that you've come across?
1: Um, some people, this is, this is a big one. So there's like a difference between postpartum depression and postpartum psychosis. So
0: yeah.
1: some people think that what postpartum depression looks like is like um moms having hallucinations and like thinking their baby is like a snake or something like that like some people think that that's what postpartum depression is when that's actually postpartum psychosis
0: okay and by some Um, by some people do you mean some doctors or some counselors or
1: um so like moms oh okay yeah so then they think like that their symptoms that they have, which are perhaps postpartum depression, um, are more mild than that. So that they maybe think that it's nothing then,
0: you yeah. know,
1: does that make sense? Yeah.
0: So, so what kind of symptoms are you talking about that someone like might, someone might think are mild?
1: Yeah. So like maybe a lot, just like loss of interest in normal daily things, mm-hmm. um, sadness, crying more, maybe a little more irritable um, sometimes mom, uh, moms can think like, oh, this is just like what motherhood is now. It's like kind of the new norm, you know?
0: Yeah. It's, Uh, it's really hard to, uh, yeah, it's, it would be hard Because, you know, you're thinking, okay, all my hormones are trying to function without a child (laughs) Mm -hmm. living inside of me. They're trying to come back to normal. I'm Mm -hmm. not sleeping super well. Like, you know, Mm. if you're describing (laughs) losing interest in all this hard work I'm having Mm. to do all of a sudden (laughs) and, you know, feeling more moody that I could see how. How someone yeah. would say, or, or even, I mean, I'm obviously approaching it from a husband's perspective, right? Yeah. Like it was hard. Yeah. It was hard for me because I'm like, okay, come on. Like this, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Let's just figure this out. Come on. Why is yeah. this, why is this, um, why is this crippling you? You know, like mm-hmm. what, what's, what's going on?
1: Hmm. Yeah, totally. And it, and it's hard. I mean, even me who is super aware of postpartum depression after having my son mm-hmm. took, Like having a almost life threatening surgery, and then things to happen for me to get help, you know.
0: So what was it? (laughs) Well, yeah. What was it about? What was it about the appendicitis that that brought you to the place where you took postpartum depression more serious?
1: Because I'm very um, uh, choleric, choleric. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I am very good at. I can really, really just will like good, you know, like yeah. good feelings and like yeah. feeling good and like doing things and getting stuff done. Yeah. So I think I was just tricking myself into it. And then after not, then like getting, you know, like I said, getting home. And I also didn't mention this, but I wasn't able to walk.
0: Oh, man. So like
1: I was taking care of my kids. My husband had a new job. So I didn't have. Like help from him he had to go to work yeah and um i had some friends come over and help me but it was just like i just let down that like that perfectionism yeah that that, like that too strong of a will you know (laughs) and i just uh let down and then all then realized what was actually going on yeah yep
0: and then and then (laughs) um after after you get the diagnosis, how quickly how cu- quickly did things start to change?
1: Yeah. So, well, it's crazy. I I mean, I reveal this on my podcast. So I got prescribed uh, like the lowest possible dose of like a, a SSRI, an mm-hmm. anti antidepressant, and actually the lowest dose, and then cut it in half. Yeah. Uh, And then I took it and for me, it, it, it took 24 hours to feel like completely back to normal and not only like back to normal, but like better than I did before even having kids.
0: Wow. wow!
1: I was like, I am a new person, like grab life by the horns. Let's, let's do this again. Um,
0: so can you get, can you get like two better? Is there, is there a thing? (laughs) I mean, you're making me want to try it. You're making me want to try these.
1: okay so i I mean does it does
0: it help people who don't have depression or like am i would i would i take these and just feel amazing
1: i don't know i don't know you'd have to ask a doctor oh dang I um some for, but in like I don't know, I think I'm a special case with the medication, okay, oftentimes it can take like a week okay. or even a month for stuff like this to kick in, yeah. and oftentimes people have to have like a higher dose, okay, to I don't know what it was about me, <laughs> 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 so you know, thank God that's that's awesome, so.
0: And and is it like a permanent diagnosis for, you know, I'm trying to think of someone who might be listening, either thinking about their wife or themselves and think, you know, who's, who might be scared, you know, because, Mm. and a lot of times as Catholics or as Christians, we can sometimes demonize drugs that relate to mental health and Mm -hmm. they might get scared. And, and to be honest, sometimes. And there's been times in my life where I just go, if I don't make this a problem and I don't talk to a, and I don't talk to someone about it, Mm -hmm. then it doesn't become a problem. It just becomes something I deal with. Mm -hmm. And, and if, if I say something, then this might become a permanent, you know, I'm having to constantly take these drugs or I'm having to Mm -hmm. constantly be this person who has this. So I I don't know. Anyways. Yeah,
1: Yeah, totally. So that's a good question. And yeah, I, I can like relate to that feeling. Um, the so you can get off medication, you know, for I mean, you want to be on it for a decent amount of time just to see how it's working and stuff. Yeah. But you can like um, get off it, you know, too. You can like put in some work, you know, like through mm. counseling. Yeah. So, for example, for me, this is news. This is cool. So, it's almost been a year since I've been on the medication, right? Mm-hmm. So, now I'm going to start getting counseling. Okay um which I'm really excited about, and that can help like kind of help you ease off the medication if I want to mm-hmm. but it'll just help me you know even get to a better place i don't know this isn't (laughs) sorry this isn't really answering the question no it's fine yeah the postpartum if postpartum depression i guess is left untreated unlike the postpartum period Mm -hmm. like symptoms can last until your kids are in high school
0: it can last until you're
1: 60 holy
0: cow so what so what yeah like what causes it or what maybe i'm maybe i'm also completely misinformed too about because i i guess i've always assumed that it was some 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 type of effect of your hormones just completely Mm -hmm. being out of whack like i think my wife was saying that the only thing similar to what what a woman's like hormones and body goes through is is puberty That like Mm -hmm. puberty is one of the only things like that's how bad (laughs) the hormone (laughs) swing and just your body is just like, what the heck are we doing with all these chemicals? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, totally. And like, seriously, a lot of it is hormonal. There's a hormonal component that's more or less, you know, for different moms, you know? Yeah. And um, but if you have postpartum depression yeah uh which happens you know to 10 to 25 percent of the uh population of moms right wow so that's like a that's a a mental illness and um if you take away the hormonal component there's still probably something there you know and like you do need to treat mental illness i'll just say that you should like if you have mental illness it should be treated otherwise like the residual effects of it can still last even though you might not feel them as much yeah but it can compound um throughout the years of it being untreated whether through i mean medication but counseling you know like stuff
0: like that so mm -hmm. are there other are there other like health things that that um that someone could do to try to get their body back into, I don't know. Have you come across yeah. anything about, yeah. um, yeah, just like helping the, the body kind of get back. Yeah. I mean, my wife, my wife, my wife and I are so open to so many different types yeah. of like natural remedies yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah. I wonder if you've heard anything.
1: Definitely. And, um, natural remedies like, sometimes you can maybe have a deficiency in a certain yeah. Thing. Like vitamin D is big.
0: Heck yeah. Especially, Take especially up day. here in
1: Minnesota. Yes. Oh gosh. Like it's like zero degrees. Oh my gosh.
0: Seasonal Still? depression is totally yeah. a thing.
1: Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> Cause
0: so I grew up, I grew up most of my life in Florida and then realized oh, living nice. in Steubenville, Ohio, which is oh, like, sorry. yeah, it's just like <laughs> so- cloudy and negative five degrees for like four <laughs> weeks straight. And suddenly, yeah. suddenly like, why am I so angry and sad yeah. all the time you know like like yeah. and like significantly upset with everyone mm-hmm. around me and depressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is a legitimate thing
1: yeah yes it is legitimate vitamin d magnesium is something i don't yeah. uh yeah my wife takes a lot of
0: magnesium yeah
1: yeah that's great that's a that's a uh, ingredient in antidepressants. So
0: really? That's, I wonder, yeah. So why? I don't know why that is. I wonder why that is.
1: Yeah, I, I really don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it just works. It yes, just it. works. <laughs> wow, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, and exercise. Oh my gosh, you can like see immediate improvements if you like do like exercise yeah. for a like, week. You know, yeah. like just like your endorphins. You know. Yeah, I think I, I think I think that's
0: have- something a lot of people overlook, uh, especially. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Exercise. So what, what, especially, I mean, I want to speak a little bit for, you know, to, uh, specifically Christians and mental illness. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like this is, this is hard for us as Christians, right? Like mm-hmm. it's hard to talk about It's And most, especially because we can sometimes over spiritualize mm-hmm. these things or, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I have to admit that there have been times that someone has recommended I pray more for something I might yeah. be going through, and I just immediately get yeah. pissed, right? Like mm-hmm. so, yes. So so <laughs> I don't know. I, like I know there's a few parts um, where you talk about faith, but I don't know. Has that been your experience that spirituality and mental health can sometimes um, be like oil and vin- yeah. vinegar, vinegar a little bit?
1: Yeah. Seriously, I. Like even like doing the podcast. Yeah. I find that some moms um who I who I used to talk to more are now are a little bit afraid of me. Oh wow. <laughs> they know about the podcast.
0: Yeah. Um why is that? Do you think because because they know that you have like postpartum it, depression or because
1: it, it, I think it, I, I really don't know because yeah. they aren't talking to, <laughs>
0: to me, but yeah.
1: I assume it, I mean, and I don't want to judge either, but yeah, I assume yeah. like maybe it's a combination of like, maybe they're like a little afraid, like what do they say to me? They know I had postpartum depression yeah. and also like maybe they like just don't agree it, if they listen to the podcast, you know, like maybe with medication yeah. or like, um, or even like with learning about psychology, a lot of a lot of like Catholics, Christians think psychology is still weird, you yeah, know. Yeah. And um, but I I think that you know we have faith and reason,
0: mm-hmm.
1: faith and reason. So reason, like psychology, is is reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know what what else to really say about that. Like it's just like. I think it's just reasonable yeah. to believe in the sign, you know, scientific studies that aren't truncated or whatever towards a, uh, you know, an ideology.
0: Yeah, and I, I wonder um, too yeah. if, if because it's it appear it, you know, psychology a lot of time, you know, if if you're in, if you're studying if you're a physicist or you're a biologist, you can go out and empirically measure something. But how do you empirically measure? Uh, I mean, and maybe there are MRIs and stuff you can do with the brain, but how do you empirically mm-hmm. measure, um, when 10 different people say they feel sad, you know, mm-hmm. how do you, and I, I think a lot of times uh, as Christians, we just say, well, you feel sad because you're not focusing mm-hmm. on prayer. You're not, um, mm-hmm. have, you know, you could work on your better relationship with God instead of mm-hmm. feeling sad all the time.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a good point. And like, when you don't, uh, and it is easy to to if you don't see the the physical results of something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It it really is to it, it really is easy to just kind of push the diet a little bit. Um. So, but also, like, it is important to like have a tight relationship with Jesus and have a daily prayer life.
0: Totally. Yeah.
1: And, um, so that's, that's super important.
0: Yeah. Like a both. It's the most. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So what, <laughs> what, 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 um, what have you learned from interviewing all these moms? I mean, before, had you known anyone that had postpartum be- depression before you got your diagnosis?
1: Let me think about that. I, I think I might have known of uh, a couple who did,
0: mm-hmm. but not
1: not that many. And then after my diagnosis, I started just asking around and or moms. We we'll just, just share.
0: Start, yeah. Yeah, we we'll just share. I, I listened mm-hmm. to one where you're in New Orleans and someone just start... Wasn't it just a stranger just randomly starts <laughs> <laughs> telling you about... And, you're, and, I, and you say in it, uh, I don't know if I have a sign on my around my yeah. neck now that says talk to me about your... Your postpartum yeah. depression?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was awesome, and it was just—it was just really funny because we were like—we were just like swimming in a pool together. So that—that's <laughs> <laughs> a funny, <laughs> funny situation. Um, yeah, and she, yeah, she just told me she's like, yeah, I had postpartum depression with all three of my kids, and. Yeah, And I was like, wow, you know, that's, that's sad. And, but she didn't have any help, you know, she yeah. just had to power through because she, oh, wow. yeah. So yeah, a lot of moms just, just talked to me about it. And I would have like leading questions as well. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, and I honestly, like the cool thing about this podcast is I have never ending content because I would already, <laughs> I already have enough moms and experts for another season if i wanted to yeah it's just it's just like it's like sad it's endless you know yeah but uh but it's also like i mean it's like star wars it's like endless content <laughs> like <laughs> so
0: awesome <laughs> so after after talking to all these all these moms i mean what what has stood out to you in the aggregate after going through this whole process and making this podcast what what stood out to you? Because I'm sure, I'm sure there are different patterns or just different realizations you've had going mm-hmm. through all these interviews and talking with all the different varied experiences of this.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it's that we need to, we need to stand together mm. as moms and like, there's so many different parenting styles out there and some that, that people you know agree with more than others and what have you and like um and there are so of dif- so many different ways that just moms like raise their kids right and it yeah. can be easy to see like the division that that's causing amongst moms and you can really see it online and you know like mom forums and stuff like that and um there it just seems like there's just like so much division because of the different styles yeah of motherhood and the different like, beliefs and practices that mothers do, but, like, what I've learned is that, like, we need to, like, forget about, like, like, who's the enemy or who's, like, not doing mothering the way, like, I think is right, you know? Yeah. We need to just, like, stand shoulder to shoulder, right? Yeah. And And just help each other out and, like, forget you know, whether or not you wear your baby or not, or whether the other mom wears her baby in an ergo or whether her mom <laughs> uses like a stroller or whether their baby sleeps in a pack and play or, have you seen, know, have you like seen this, in their bed. Have you seen this yeah. video?
0: There's some commercial where there's like yeah. all these different types of moms. Have you seen this? And they're all kind of like casting judgmental glances at each other. And I mean, there's some really, really diverse, I mean, I think like some same sex couples type like, uh, yeah, there's a very mm-hmm. diverse, but then there's one scene where like a stroller kind of like starts heading down this hill and, mm-hmm. and at first all the moms are looking at each other very judgmentally. Mm-hmm. But then when the stroller starts going down the hill, they all like book it after the yeah. stroller. <laughs> it's like such an image yeah. of, yeah, you might absolutely totally disagree with people, yeah. but there's some things where we just have to kind of all be on the same yeah. side.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a cool image. Like that's you like, yeah, put a visual to like, exactly what I was saying. Like, just gotta, yeah, just like do this together. Yeah, like bring, bring meals to each other, help each other out, you know, especially. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's, that's the main thing I've learned. And I've learned to just see. Okay, so, like, I, my husband used to work in the marriage tribunal for uh, oh so marriage melody cases wow. yeah for for three years before his net job right and we were at the, like at the end of that we
0: that's hard. We
1: hard it is hard and we were at the point of just being jaded with with yeah. everything yeah like um if we if, like, if there uh, are
0: anyone in the world that we should pray for it is people in the marriage tribunal
1: <laughs> yes yeah yes seriously ex- we well,
0: explain if someone's not catholic explain yeah. what that is because it sounds, <laughs> it sounds a little Hunger Games. It sounds. <laughs> it sounds it really weird.
1: It is. It is weird. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, do you want me to explain it? Sure. Right
0: yeah. Now? Yeah. Just explain it a little bit.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is, okay. So the the marriage tribunal for a Catholic archdiocese mm-hmm. is a place where people. Who um, are married in the Catholic Church, but are now um, are seeking a civil divorce or are civilly divorced. They go into this office and they do interviews and testimonies telling about like what led to the breakup of the marriage. Mm. And and then the it's like investigated the marriages. It's it's usually
0: seeking annulment, right?
1: Yeah, it's yeah. yes. <laughs> See, yeah, I'm, I'm oh. so sorry. No, it's fine. I, this is above my pay grade. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's seeking it's, an annulment yeah. so that they're able to remarry in the Catholic Church. It's right. It's, it's
0: basically saying that uh, that like a marriage, a legitimate marriage, did not actually occur, right? For various reasons, yeah. there might be a yep. might be a reason why like that marriage did not occur, and so because the church, you know, the, the the church takes seriously, you know um till death do us part and so if mm-hmm. there is a parting there there has to be some type of um reason that this might not have been actually a marriage in some way yeah. or some form
1: exactly so that's intense you, you, you nailed it yeah um i'm okay so i'm so sorry i work like four hours a week in the tribunal and, wow. uh, I feel really bad. I hope none of them listened to like my explanation of trying
0: to <laughs> Oh no, it was fine. <laughs> no, it that. was fine. I mean, I'm just putting, I'm putting you on the spot. I mean, we're just yeah. kind of, I don't have the, the technical definition in front yeah. of me either. So yeah, it, that, it, was really, you know, that was really, that was really well done. Don't take what we say, you know, look it up, <laughs> look it up, yeah. dude. So Andy's working for there yeah. and he's working there and then.
1: Yeah. So he's working for there and we are like borderline, just like super jaded um, with just life about to just turn into the crustiest people <laughs> in the world. Like, yeah. um, and, uh, then I start, then I started this podcast with him Yeah. and, and as I like was able to meet these, these moms face to face and like, see like a lot of like kind of brokenness, darkness, ugliness, you know, and, mm-hmm. and some of the, the interviews i uh I saw like the uh the hope there in these moms and i i don't know just by the end of the the mini series i realized I realized that I've regained like my hope in in humanity mm. like all these moms gave me so much hope even though there was a lot of like darkness in it, and because they were like did something and they like stepped out of you know where they were Mm. and they and they just it got better and now they're you know living abundant lives as moms and um so i just think that i've just regained hope and because i you know we had lost hope and jesus doesn't want you to lose hope you know it's a so we've re, we have regained our hope. Both Andy and I did. Yeah. And it's just been really beautiful to like, <laughs> not like, like, see a person and just kind of be mad at them for whatever reason because you're jaded with humanity, but like actually see Jesus in them. Mm. So that's, that's like what it's reclaimed and that it's just been such a gift.
0: Man, that's, that's really great. Yeah. I've, yeah. you know, I think there's a lot of people who can be in situations where, especially if you're experiencing some type of mental illness, you're, you might be in this place where you cannot imagine this ever getting better. You know, like Mm -hmm. you can reach a point where you can't even, and, and to be honest, like, I mean, there are, there are some women, like, I think, I think, um, I mean, this is horrible. I think just a few days ago, there was a St. Louis mom who like, I think she killed her husband and baby and dog Mm -hmm. and then committed suicide. And, and um, they found out that she had, she had postpartum depression and i think um i think with any types of mental illness i think the more exposure and and stories of hey look i know you think that this cannot get better but here -hmm. are these stories of women who have gotten better i think that's so important yeah
1: exactly yeah i'm just yeah and i yeah i'm just really thankful for that and um and i yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's 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 wonderful.
0: <laughs> so so one of one of one last thing I w- just want to ask about is yeah. how do you go yeah. from never producing a podcast to doing all this editing? You're doing all this recording of different interviews. I mean, people really need to go listen to a few episodes of this because mm-hmm. I mean, there's some parts where you're describing, you know, I think I think it's one. I forget where you were, but you're outside in the streets and you're talking about smelling the beignets and and mm-hmm. you're just. I mean, you did such a a great job with it. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and again, not, not that like I was expecting, I feel so horrible that I sound like I was expecting it to be awful. But what I'm saying is <laughs> what I'm saying is I'm I was very impressed as in I don't know if I don't know that I could have made as great of a podcast. And so mm-hmm. I'm just wondering, as someone who's mm-hmm. in this medium, you know, mm-hmm. how do you go from never doing? I have started so many crappy podcasts in the past. Like, I <laughs> over the last 10 years, I have started and not fit, followed through or just released podcasts that, that winded up being me and a friend, like, not talking about anything for three hours. So to, <laughs> to go from that, you know, no experience to trying to do something similar to Serial, like, who who is... Were you doing all the editing, all the recording, everything yourself? Or did you have help?
1: Oh, yeah, so... This is this is the cool part. Is yeah, how that, the
0: sausage is made.
1: Uh, yeah, <laughs> the uh, my husband's amazing. So he, so what? What? What it was like is that everyone's like Sarah, he, he, you know, good job on the podcast. Like you did great. Mm-hmm. Like good job interviewing all these moms. And um, the reality is, is that my husband wrote wrote everything wrote mm-hmm. um wrote it all he edited it all
0: mm-hmm.
1: he sat down and, like on garage band wow. did all like the editing the fading adding in the the music you know all those like minute details he even coached me on how to inflect as i was talking wow like because i had no idea what i was doing
0: wait but did he and- did he write it as in i mean he must not have written everything because you were the one that i mean does your husband yeah. have postpartum so- depression too <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> that's, that's the podcast like, me and your husband are, that's how me and andy are gonna start <laughs> husband husband postpartum <laughs> depression does that exist
1: it's I like, I'm it so does. depressed. Yeah. My wife yeah. just
0: had a baby and I am so depressed.
1: <laughs> I think, I think it actually is something that's coming up. But I'm not sure it's called, like, it can't be postpartum okay. depression. I don't mean to make,
0: li- <laughs> I don't mean to make light of it. I don't mean to make light of it, but yeah.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. So, well, I was in the interviews, of course. Okay. You know, and, uh, and then we, I mean, after the interview, we put it on his computer, right? We'd listen to it together. Yeah. And then he'd like slice all. Like, and we decide, like, what parts to keep of the interview and which parts not to keep, right? And then he'd be like, so this makes me think of this, this, like, um, little clip. And I was like, yeah. He's like, what are your thoughts on it? And so I'd give him my thoughts on it. And then he'd take my thoughts and he'd write them in his own words because he's a better writer. (laughs) Uh, And and then he'd write them down and I would read them and record. And then a lot of times he would he would actually conduct me as i was recording <laughs> like use like hand motions and stuff of like how to inflect and stuff because i didn't know what i was doing yeah and um and it took a while to get like the um the the voice and the inflection because um it's hard like it it's actually it's actually a skill to acquire totally um and so that's what it was so i would say he did like what like 75% of the work of this whole thing. What yeah. a What a guy. He's awesome. <laughs> so what's, yeah.
0: what's, and what's been the, what's been the reception of the pocket? Like you release it out into the world. Yeah. Um, what's been the reception of people who've listened to it or just in general, what's been the journey? How long it's been out now for how long?
1: Um, th- th- uh, since November 1st. Okay. Yeah. So four months uh, or three months.
0: It's so not yeah, very long.
1: Three-ish. Yeah, not very long. It's been, it's been, only positive. Mm. Um, and a lot of um, moms with my contact page on the website have moms I don't even know, yeah. you know, um, contacting me and thanking me. And some, like, I just recently got one from an author who wrote a book about mental, like, wow. postpartum bi- bipolar disorder. Wow. Like I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. So thank you. And um, yeah, so the reception's been incredible. Um, I'm just yeah, I'm not really good at like social media though, <laughs> and like how to how to do it with that. But that's something we can learn. You know, yeah. it's there. The yeah. audio series is out there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it, it it's just been really good. I'm just really thankful the people who have been listening to it and like honestly a lot of like husbands have been listening to it no, and single guys which is hilarious to, oh I single guys yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, well i mean i i love that this exists because it is some, mm-hmm. i mean i immediately recommended it to my wife and she was mm-hmm. like so excited about it and Aww. um i just think it's something that i love the idea of the mini series like the podcast you put up and then it's just a thing like it has a beginning mm-hmm. and end. It's a, it's eight, mm-hmm. eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's entertaining. Like it, you mm-hmm. don't, you don't feel like you're slug slogging through There's stories mm-hmm. in there. And it's something that from now on, I mean, I can just recommend to moms or yeah. husbands or these types of things. I, I mean, I love that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm, I I love, I love that aspect of it too. It's, it's great. It's a cool resource. It really is a resource. Yeah. So Thank you, God, for giving me the idea. It's
0: great. So what's Um, what's next? You think you and your husband are gonna are gonna do the next series? (laughs) Husband, husband, postpartum.
1: (laughs) I think a a psychologist actually said i should do a podcast about postpartum depression in husbands um
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if your husband's experienced that i mean did he get get sad at all i mean maybe i mean it just
1: made him like sad that i was sad but no Mm. he's like the most like mentally stable person but it sounds Um, (laughs) like you guys had
0: fun throughout the process
1: oh it was so fun it was so fun and we've learned a lot about each other yeah and um it's even like helped us like just work through some like communication like hiccups we've had in our marriage yeah. so it's it's been awesome so i think we might do uh uh on season two but not for not for a few months we need to like recover from this we were like sprinting yeah for for uh several months doing this one i don't know how <laughs> well we managed like um how our time for like the month (laughs) of november we put an episode out like one a week
0: wow (laughs) it was crazy and you were it it wasn't like they were all edited you just were doing them no week by week
1: yeah yeah week by week yeah wow (laughs) is yeah so yeah it we're we're um happy to do another season because i know that there's just a lot more to dive into with, um, the topic of postpartum depression and anxiety.
0: Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks so much for coming on. And, uh, it's a wonderful podcast. Is there, uh, tell tell people where they can go to check out the podcast or anything else. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. This this is the part where you can promote whatever you want.
1: Oh, cool. (laughs) So thank you. Uh, www.mentalthepodcast.com. Is a website where you can listen to it. You can actually download the episodes from the website. I always thought that was cool.
0: Yeah, that's very um, cool. Do you mind if I yeah. use? Do you mind if I use some clips in the intro?
1: Oh please! Awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome.
0: And you can also buy it, merch.
1: You can also buy merch. <laughs> it's awesome. It's it's like a cool um, shirt with just like the Mental Woman we call her. Yeah. And um and you can also um download it on iTunes and Stitcher. The logo is uh
0: you drew. Is,
1: Yeah, I drew it, and it's a woman, and it's kind of purpley in iTunes. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of hard to find because I should have thought about the name, but a lot of podcasts have the word mental in them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. But if you type in Sarah Norton, it comes right up. And, yes, and Mental the Podcast Facebook page, if you want to like and share and whatever,
0: They should. They should totally do that. Yeah,
1: please do. It is is cool. Yeah great resource like i said so
0: well thanks so much for coming on and talking about it and i think everyone should go listen (laughs) and uh, expand their minds if they don't they don't know this is a real thing
1: (laughs) yeah yeah awesome
0: (laughs) well thanks again sarah thanks for (laughs) yeah thank you so
1: much Yeah. Awesome. I like, yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm really excited. Thank you so much. It's really cool. You have a cool thing where you don't have to edit that much Yeah.
0: or at all. Yeah. Yeah, Some people (laughs) don't, some people don't like it, but I like it. So it's just, you know,
1: it's just easy for you. That's awesome. Um, what are you in Texas?
0: I am. I'm in, uh, Fort Worth grapevine.
1: Oh my gosh. Is it like, okay. Is it warm there?
0: No, it's very cold. We might get really? we might get ice. Yeah, we might get ice Whoa, uh, tomorrow.
1: Like, like how cold?
0: Uh, let's see. I think it's. Hey Siri, how cold is it? I certainly think that it's cold. It appears to be cloudy <laughs> right now in Grapevine with a temperature of twenty eight degrees. Twenty eight. De- oh, degrees. That is cold. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, twenty eight. Pretty 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 nippy. A little nippy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, seriously. Wow.
0: Yeah. Is it uh, cold yeah, there right it, now?
1: Yeah, it's it's zero.
0: Oh yeah, I bet.
1: Yeah. But I mean, man, I thought you guys were at like eighty.
0: No so. way. That's Florida. Yeah. That's Florida. Okay. We're okay, still well, we're yeah, Texas gets cold. And and we're in North Texas. I mean we're
1: Oh mm-hmm, Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it's
0: it's cold out here sometimes. So. Yeah,
1: totally. Wow. But that's cool that you live in Texas.
0: Yeah. So if you're ever at the DFW (laughs) airport, I can practically, I can practically hit it with a rock. That's how close. Yeah. Grapevine is the DFW airport is uh, the church I work at. The DFW airport is in our parish boundary.
1: Oh, cool.
0: (laughs) So it's very close. So, so yeah, if you ever, if you're ever stuck at the DFW airport and need, need help or, or lunch or something, just let me know
1: that's awesome. That's really kind. Yeah. Thank you so much. Dallas, Dallas Fort Worth is DFW.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. Especially,
0: yeah. Especially if Andy, if you and Andy come in town, you should let us yeah. know. We'll have you yeah, back. On, be- we'll have both of you back on the podcast. To talk about husband, <laughs> husband, postpartum. <laughs>
1: gonna actually like ask you the other day i was like can my husband do the interview because he's done more work on it than i did (laughs) yeah
0: well maybe we'll do it maybe we'll we'll do another one we'll do another one with you and your husband
1: yeah yeah awesome oh that's sweet cool <laughs> cool mm. well thank you so much yeah thank uh, you i should probably get back to my my kids okay my sounds one good. year olds just probably so mad okay so. sounds
0: good well i'll I'll send you all the links and everything and take care thanks so much
1: thank you so much i'm really excited thank okay. you all right Bye. bye bye